Salam guys, I'm Mohsin. Welcome to this episode of Millionaire Muslim. Before we get into this episode, we just wanted to spend a few seconds telling you about Islamic Finance Guru or IFG for short. Mohsin and I co-founded IFG in 2015 because we couldn't find content about personal finance and Islamic finance for Muslims like you and I. Nowadays, alhamdulillah, we reach an audience of hundreds of thousands and our goal is to keep providing great content to help you guys. So if you're looking for halal investments and Islamic mortgages or startup funding, check us out at islamicfinanceguru.com. And if you want to get in touch with us directly, you can get me on mohsin at islamicfinanceguru.com and you can get Ibrahim on ibrahim at islamicfinanceguru.com. Enjoy the episode. Looking for a different approach to money? Meet Gatehouse Bank a Sharia-compliant UK bank built for the modern world. We help home buyers to purchase or refinance their home, provide buy-to-let funding for landlords, and offer award-winning savings accounts. Wherever you're going, get there a different way. Get there with Gatehouse. To find out more, visit gatehousebank.com. As an 18-year-old, I took a gap year before starting university. I dabbled around and did a whole range of different things, some right and I think a lot wrong. And in this video, I wanted to share with you what I got up to, but also some of the lessons that I wish that I had learned a lot earlier so that you guys can perhaps benefit from that. So what did I actually get up to? I spent the year dabbling around a little bit in stocks and shares. I spent a few months studying Arabic in Egypt. I even experimented with novel writing for a while. I trained to be an electrician and started my own little mini electrician business for a few months. I worked as a delivery driver delivering pizzas. And then I explored a whole bunch of different small potential businesses that I could set up in the Middle East without much success because my dad was working out there at the time. I also, alhamdulillah, applied for and won a 15k bursary to study at university. Thinking back, there's so much that I feel that I could have improved on during that year and in my university years as well. But I'm just one guy and my experiences obviously are just unique to me. I also wanted to get other people's views. So here's the IFG team who share their experiences throughout this video as well. Assalamu alaikum, my name is Ismail and I'm a Wills Associate with Islamic Finance Guru's Will Department. Uh, my name is Akib. I am uh, currently a software engineer at Islamic Finance Guru. Salam, my name is Mohammed, and I'm an investment associate at IFG.vc, which is IFG's angel syndicate, which invests into startup companies. Salam, everyone. I'm Mohsin, co founder of IFG. Before we dive in and discuss what we did right and wrong, let's just first think about the priorities we should have as an 18 year old because that really will determine what is right and wrong in the first place. Here's a smile with a really foundational priority. Start to understand money a bit better. Having an appreciation of money is also important. I remember that soon before I was going to university, I'd pull together a 50p and my friend would put together a 50p and we'd go and buy one pound chips after college, I think maybe once every two weeks. We really didn't have a very good understanding of money. And then we're told we were the second year to sign up for student finance. And we were signing up to £9,000 a year. Honestly, it really didn't compute. I didn't really know what £9,000 a year was. And it didn't seem to matter to me very much. 
I think nine thousand pounds means eighteen thousand chips, doesn't it? Portion of chips. <laughs> <laughs> Another really important priority is learn really good skills that set you up for the rest of your life. The more widely applicable, the better. Muhammad makes this point really eloquently. I would say I would phrase it a bit differently. So I would say that you shouldn't be looking for short-term monetary benefits. Neither should you be worrying too much about money. I think a lot when I was eighteen and I was trying to completely minimize my budget and that meant I wasn't able to experience certain things like I don't know, exploring the university clubs or going to certain societies. Whereas I think in the long run, sometimes, you know, spending a little bit more as long as within your budget, but experiencing new activities and new things, which probably would never be able to experience in your future life, is probably a good thing and you shouldn't be so stressed about it. Akib adds a different work experience perspective to this same point. For me, really, it's it's things like, you know, summer internships or year placements, focusing on these kind of things which actually, you know, give you the skills to excel in the workplace afterwards compared to just focusing on that first class or, you know, getting a degree or, or succeeding in, in that sense. I found that, you know, my experiences in internships actually prepared me a lot better uh, for the workplace and what, you know, actually real life working is like. And also, you know, it contributed financially as well. I think both of these points are absolutely fantastic. You know, the earlier you start learning things, the quicker you pick up stuff and the quicker you have that experience and time to bed that in. So that by the time you actually graduate, your experience is pretty much, you know, two or three years ahead of everyone else. Experiment with the bread and butter of making money and adding value to the world. So experience the creative side within you, experience entrepreneurship, and experience employment as well, because those are the kind of three key ways that people add value to the world. Go through hardship and toughen up and give yourself war stories. One thing that you find later in life, especially if you go down like the corporate route and stuff like that is you often need like some of these war stories that you can dine out on and it just makes you an interesting person. So yeah. uh, for example, like, I worked with a guy who uh, his thing was that he was like a black belt in karate, which is you know quite unusual for a law firm partner. And that would instantly break down barriers in a conversation and show him to be someone that doesn't take himself too seriously and all that kind of stuff. And I think the more experiences you can expose yourself to that are just a bit quirky and a bit out there, like Ibrahim regularly dines out on the fact that he qualified as an electrician to this day. <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that, like it's important, I think, to be able to do that. Invest in your learning of investing rather than investing itself because chances are you'll probably lose money initially. Try and cover off your uni education fees as much as you possibly can or if you can't cover it off, give yourself the skills so that you can start earning and covering it off during university. A lot of these priorities may require that you go on a gap year as Ismail advocates here. Most people should be looking to take a gap year unless they're very firm on where they want to go. And even if they're very firm, I still think a gap year has tremendous value. One thing I felt that I did right was I was creative and I really worked hard at my writing. And I wrote hundreds of thousands of words, most of which was complete gobbledygook. But that process of writing is really important to get that you know rubbish out of you first so that you actually then become an expert. And it's the same with more skills like videography or you know, even being a medic, you have to go through that experience of learning. And that is a great time to do it during your gap year. 
And that skill has stood me in good stead. And what I do right now with IFG, I write, that's what I do. The other thing that I did really right, which again has stood me in great stead, is I dabbled with entrepreneurship. I did the marketing, I did the leafleting, I did the sales. I spent some time, you know, lifting bricks for a bricklayer for free, just so that I could get in and start learning about the whole business. And it teaches you really important skills. The art of turning up to someone's house and selling them something is difficult and it puts you in a really uncomfortable position but you need to go through that pain so that you become better later on. And I'm pretty sure that I was rubbish back then at selling anything, but over time you learn. And I think that that experience was so formative to where you know I got to eventually. Ismail shares a really top tip that is often underrated, cooking. I learned how to cook. I wasn't the best at it, but um, I realized that um, the savings you can make by learning how to cook were really significant. It's that case of um, small gains or small, you know, the small thing that's done consistency becomes something quite large. I learned skills that lasted me a lifetime. So I learned Arabic and then I learned how to be an electrician. And then I did a little bit of acting and public speaking throughout university and before. And again, all of those things have been so, so important to my life. Uh, basically force myself into doing things. Two things really stand out. Uh, one is just applying to Oxford in the first place, which I didn't uh, anticipate applying to. I was kind of like pushed into it and it was probably the best thing. Here's Mohammed with what he did right. I, I really learned how to budget and selling things. This is a time when Monzo was quite a new company. Uh, They're like a digital bank and they had this new sort of budgeting app and so I stuck like a budget I'm going to only spend this amount every month and I'll know exactly when I go over that. I feel that I should have learnt my skills a lot more deeply so I studied Arabic for two months but I should have probably studied it for about six months and at that time extra four months could have been absolutely crucial. I wish that maybe I hadn't studied to be an electrician and instead studied coding because that I think would have been probably a more valuable skill over the long run. And again, I think I should have done that for four to six months. I felt that I perhaps dabbled a little bit too much. Ismail also makes a similar point here. Ismail, what did you do wrong? How long do you have? <laughs> I think the on reflection, perhaps I could have been a bit more focused in where I devoted my time and my energies because there is so much to get involved in the wider Islamic community in the city. I sorted out a way to fund my uni but I think I should have also sorted out a way to make money throughout uni such as learning how to code or such as learning design or something like that that I could have done online and I know other people did that and it stood them in really good stead and it would have helped because even the 15k doesn't cover everything that you spend at uni. So you need that extra bit of cash as well that I didn't necessarily have. I should have stuck at my entrepreneurship for more than just a few months and really seen where I got to. Like when with my electrician stuff, I was doing quite well. I'd sold a whole bunch of different things and did a whole bunch of different jobs for people, but I never really gave it the chance to properly flourish. Who knows, if I had given it a bit more time, maybe six months, maybe I'd have dropped out of Oxford and today I'd be you know, some kind of electrical uh, entrepreneur millionaire. Who knows? But I didn't give it that chance. 
At the time, I think I was a bit nervous to ask for things or even to take formal phone calls. I remember I would get nervous getting on a call with a utility company, certainly like for interviews or anything like that. I was just a bit hesitant to ask things or talk to people. And I should have got myself comfortable much quicker. And Muhammad shares the perils of not being comfortable asking for things in this anecdote. And I went to a currency exchange in Waterloo Station and they gave me a rate, which is very bad. But I never knew you could negotiate with a currency exchange. I was like, okay, I mean, if that's the rate, that's the rate. And I exchanged the money, which is a terrible rate. And obviously this is like a significant amount of money for you to live, basically. And I remember calling my parents, they told me they gave you what rate? <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, what have I done? And then I went back there the next day and I tried to negotiate with them. So that you guys have given me a really bad rate and you sort of exploited a poor college students. <laughs> and they were nice enough, actually. They actually gave me a better rate and they gave me back, well, they gave me extra, extra pounds, basically. I felt that I enjoyed myself a bit too much at uni and put the short term before the long term. And a bunch of people at uni went on year-long study leaves or year-long gap years to study in uh, abroad in Iran or Egypt or Syria or wherever they went. And I thought they were crazy because this is you know, too much fun that I'm having here with all my friends here at Oxford and I'll never get this chance to come back again. And that's probably true but long term, I feel that maybe I should have taken a gap year because those people have done perfectly fine with their careers and they've also got that valuable, valuable knowledge that they learned and that perfect time to study before any of their family obligations or kids kicked in. Being an 18 year old is an exciting and nervy time and you'll definitely make mistakes. But I'm hoping that with this video, we'll hopefully have headed off some of the more obvious mistakes that you could make. And look, the best advice that I think that you should take away is have a plan and then go ahead and really go after life. Finally, if you've enjoyed this video, please do like it and subscribe to the channel and hit the bell notification icon. It really means a lot. And as you probably realize, these videos take such a lot of hard work to produce. If you can also share your thoughts, I think a lot of people will benefit from the experience of a whole range of different people when they were 18 year olds as well. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum. If you got this far, you must have enjoyed the podcast, which means you'll definitely love our other episodes and other content we produce as well, inshallah. Be sure to check out the website, islamicfinanceguru.com, as well as our YouTube channel and social media. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum.